naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Magical time. So I want to welcome everybody to uh, Garcia Live, episode 199. I can't believe it's 199. Whew. And we're like just a little bit past the uh, halfway point of this month. This month's flying. This summer went quick. Whew. So I'm going to light a candle like we always do for our show. This candle represents our ancestors giving thanks and ask for their guidance, ask for great spirit to guide us as we walk on our journey, as we're finding our way, looking our way and, you know, just, I asked the great spirit to protect us on this journey called life, protect us on this, um, on this big blue marble that we're on, that we're all on together. Um, hopefully it's here for us to enjoy for a very long time. Uh-huh. And we're going to burn a little bit of uh, Palo Santo. Just to kind of set the tone. The mood for us a little bit. Mm. Mm, that smells so good. Wow. That just like. Oh, lifting my spirits. Just like, like that. In a matter of seconds. Mm. All right, there's some features here on my phone. I'm not sure. I've seen them before, but I'm not going to play with them right now because it might screw things up. Okay, so we have arrived to this moment in time. We are here. Take a moment to relax. Show you some things I worked on. I worked on my bells. I fix them for my ceremonial bells that I use when I'm in ceremony. I fix them. So limpy, hey, Maya, hey. I am Maya, hey, Maya, hey. I am Waska, hey, Waya, hey. hey, hey. hey, Mama, mama, hey. Pa 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 yeah. Ma 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 yeah. Pa 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 yeah. Feels good. Feels good to be on the air with you guys and sharing here with you. I really enjoy um, being on the air. I've been on the air for quite some time. Uh, done this with uh, other people. I had this show 
we on with Insights Radio, which we still have with my sister. She and I started years ago, and she's no longer with us. She's transitioned since. But it's just amazing how much the time flies by. And I guess that's uh, the purpose of my show today is what's what is your plan? And I mean that loosely, but also very, very seriously. You know, we just had our uh, great gathering, uh, Ash Cave on the 10th. That was beautiful. It was wonderful. Totally enjoyed that. It was pretty amazing. The drumming for uh, this week, this Friday, has been canceled at Mr. Nirvana. There's a conflict of space usage. Usually we're on the patio and or, or on the grass, but uh, the folks who are downstairs, I guess, are going to use the patio and the grass, whatever they're doing. So we're going to pass on that. And we're coming up to, uh, you know, fall here. And we're getting ready to transition from... Uh, you know, long summers. Now we're going to go into equal parts and be what the the longest day and the longest night meeting in the middle. We're going to be like almost like an equal. So it'll be equal darkness and equal light. And we're transitioning, you know, as we move into uh, this moment in time and giving thanks for the transitional energy that we know and we feel. And uh, so... You know, these, these equinoxes that we experience, these solstice, winter solstice, all these different things that we run into. And, you know, we're ready to transition one more time and move into a new energy and take the energy that we've created and contemplate this energy and move it forward through the fall and the winter and absorb what we've learned. So I'm here to ask you, you know, what is your plan? What is your five-day plan, one-day plan, two-year plan, 10-year plan? Do you have a plan? Do you want a plan? Do you need a plan? The point is, you know, sometimes we we just kind of scoot and skirt through life. You know, and that works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. So I'm here to just kind of maybe push you a little bit and get you thinking about, you know, some things about life and the things we can do better. Because sometimes life isn't fair, granted, but sometimes life is abundant and shares with you so many amazing things. We can draw from life whatever we choose. And the question is, what are you going to draw from life? What would you like to create or recreate or remanifest and manifest? What is it that is important to you? What is it that is something that you would fight for, like if you were in the water and you're you're being held underwater and you needed air what would that be do you even have that drive do you even have that motivation you know sometimes it's easy just to want and to get by through life but that's too easy man we really need to focus and decide what's best for us in this moment in time because life in this body is one time in this human flesh form is one time our soul our spirit everything that is energy that houses and moves this body is eternal and doesn't die it transmutes and changes the question is according to belief systems what do you believe do you believe that you are reincarnated do you believe you're just assimilated into the grand cosmic energy are you 
absorbed into the collective energy of the earth? What is it that you resonate with? Do you go to heaven? Do you go to hell? Do you go to purgatory limbo? These are questions that we, as humans, always ask. We, we, we are curious beings because we've been taught that life is precious and that our creator created us in the image of him or themselves or herself. And I'm talking for, these are different schools of thought here, folks. So don't get too, uh, don't read too much into it. Let me adjust my camera here for a second. I'm a little off balance. There we go. I think that's better. So I don't want you to get too caught up in the the mundane things about it. I want you to think about what you bring to the table, what you bring to life, what you bring to this world, what you possibly can share with yourself, with others, the people you care about. Everybody has about five people that they're close to or associate with. Two or three of those people are your closest one. And then there are two, generally it's just two, your your people who you really, really, really confide in, the people that you really, truthfully honor, and you know that if you said anything to them, that they would honor you and not judge you for it. Not too many people have that. And you know what? And sometimes that's why you see people in groups of five, threes, and fours. And then sometimes you see people in little groups, mini groups. So my question is, I saw this video when I was on my Iggy, uh, my Mind of Iggy uh, podcast on TikTok. I was talking a little bit about uh, a couple of videos I saw. I saw this video of Eddie Murphy. And he came storming out. He was like, what would you do? How would you live if you only knew you had 75 years to live? You've enjoyed 75 years of your life. You've enjoyed, you've enjoyed 75 springs, 75 summers, 75 falls, 75 winters. And you know, and you've enjoyed 75 years of celebrating your life. Folks, I don't know about you. Personally, I think 75 is too short of a time to be checking out. It's too soon. Now, granted, your health or situations may cause you to be in a certain situation, you know, but I still think 75 doesn't feel like a long time. Because once, you know, you hit these quarterly marks of your life, you know, 1 to 25, 25 to 50, 50, 75, and you become a centenarian, 100. We should be able to live to 100 and be able to live with a vigor and a a lust for life that we don't have anymore in this culture. You know, I watched a video last night, I was watching on Netflix, you know, how they have these blue areas, they call them blue, blue, blue spots, I guess. I mean, I think, but it's something with blue. Well, where a lot of centenarians live, where people who would live to be a hundred. And you know what their secret of life was? And I, and I figured it out pretty quick as watching it because it was, they weren't trying to hide anything. They were just trying to be to the point was, is you work on you constantly, okay? That you and the people that you create a relationship with, your health, your body, your physical and spiritual body, and what you give to that. And you get up every morning. You get up every morning like it's your first morning. 
Now, is it like that for them every single day? But no, you know, I'll tell you something. I was watching the part where they were talking about the people from Okinawa. And when they dropped the bomb and how they killed all the people, 200,000 people died. You know, 200 people died in Japan, over 200,000, you know, reported. And yet these people still survive and live and carry on and do the things they do every day. And I found it very fascinating that they, their story is to survive, to survive the war, to survive and live, to tell the story of what happened. And then they went to uh, Sardinia and they talked to the people. And it's just all about life. You didn't see any of these people on social media. You didn't even see them on computer. They were cooking. They were drinking. They were partying. They were just doing their thing. They were living the the zest of life. They were, it's like when we do our drum circles, you know, when we're drumming and living and we're just celebrating life and enjoying life. And that's what they do. But they do it every day. They get up every day with purpose, with direction and where they want to be. Do they miss their loved ones? Do they miss the people they care? Sure they do. It would be abnormal not to. But they also know that they have to carry on and move forward. So many of us are dead from here and up. And we're just going through the motions. You know? And so I, I, I ask you, what is your plan? What would you like to do? What would you like to see happen in your life? That when it comes down to it, the true control of what you do with your life is up to you. And up to myself, up to the next person. It's up to this person. Where it gets a little bit sticky is when we have to invite other people into our lives who in that moment become on loan to us. They're on loan to us. I'm on loan to them, vice versa. And these people share their experiences with me and I share my experiences with them. It's about sharing experiences and how we could do better. You know, after three generations, no one probably will even know who I was. And will they care? Do they know? And the only reason that maybe they'll get to know me a little bit is because they get to watch a video like this. You know, they get to say, oh, that's great, 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 Paul Iggy. You know? But, you know, it's it'll be cool to watch. But you know what? It would have been really cool to meet somebody that you heard so much about. Well, great, great grandkids or whoever watches this from my generational down the line, generationally, I see you. I love you and I care about you and I've been thinking about you way ahead of before you even thought about me. And you know what? I hope you enjoy these videos. I hope you enjoy these messages that I've shared with the world, not just with you guys, but with everybody to expand their minds, expand their heart, expand their spirit, to fight for the right causes, to challenge the causes that maybe don't resonate with us, to be in that energy and to believe that you can do it. To believe that you're capable. To believe that you're worthy. So my ancestors, in the future, I leave you this message. Laugh more. Dance more. Live more. Drum more. Love more. Hug more. Kiss more. Touch more. Embrace each other more. Say hello to everybody you see. Just be the spark that you want to see in the world. If you want to see something in the world that's not there and you know that you can create it, then do it. Be the spark that the world needs. 
oh, but I'm shy. Do you want to die shy? If that is your goal in life, then that's fine. But I would suggest that, you know, if you want to see change your life, then you need to change everything that you're doing right now. Everything that you possibly, everything that you have created right now that is not working for you, not working for you. Because if it was working for you, you would be doing completely different things. You probably would not be on this video watching or listening because you would be off doing something really cool and really fun instead of listening to me because I'm sharing my experience with you to move out and to go out and do what you need to do. You can sleep it away. You can play. You can have fun. But I don't need money. It doesn't matter if you have money or no money. You look outside. There's a beautiful sun. That bird on that tree right here has no money in its pocket. That raccoon that rinsed down the drain has no money in its pocket. The butterfly that just flew by has no money in its pocket. The squirrel that just stole my nuts out of my thing over there has no money in its pocket. But inherently, all the creatures, big and small, know exactly what to do when they live on this planet. They know exactly what their game plan is and what their plan should be. They don't just wing it and flip it like we do because we have luxuries of accessibility. We can get in the cars and drive to the store. We can go and do whatever we need to do. We can buy clothes instead of making clothes or growing clothes. You know, animals have this innate ability to know this biological clock in their system that they're born with. It's been passed down generation from generation to generation. Okay, and they know exactly what to do. They know exactly how to maneuver and how to live life. Do we? No. We think we do. I'm here to challenge that because I know we don't. When you run out of toilet paper on, when you're sitting on the toilet and you go, Oh, there's not toilet paper. I need some toilet paper. Somebody help me. <laughs> That's poor planning. You know, if, if, if you do that, it's because you were, had to go to the bathroom real fast and you didn't plan properly. Next time have the toilet paper close to you on rolls or in drawers, whatever, something you can reach over. So you're not like waiting for someone to save you, but no one's going to save you. Just jump in the shower if you have to. But anyhow, my point is this poor planning. You need to plan better because if you don't plan, chances are you're going to keep doing the same thing you're always doing. And which is probably nothing. Probably nothing. You're probably doing nothing. Most of you, excuse me, are probably doing the exact same thing you did yesterday. You're probably all doing the same exact same thing. You get up at three in the morning. You go to the bathroom. My Palo Santo. You go to the bathroom. You get a glass of water. You lay it back down. 7.30 rolls around. You're snoozing the alarm because you got to go to work because you got a job because someone has to pay you for what you do versus, you know, you're not employed for yourself. Then you may or may not eat breakfast. You, you, you're such in a hurry. You're so rushed that you have to get from point A to point B, which is your home, to work. And then once you get to work, you either going to love the first hour or two or hate it or you're going to pray for the day to end or maybe you just love your job and you're there but you know i haven't met anybody who just loves their job every single day which is not true 
they love that they have a job because a job pays for certain things. You know, you're exchanging time for money. They pay you according to what they can pay you. So what they can make and still profit by paying you and charging the customer. That our, our kin, our animals, our kin, don't do that. Even our even our goats and cows and chickens and stuff, they don't do that. They have a plan. They have a plan. I got to lay eggs. Because that's what I do. Because I procreate. I've got to nurse the, cal- the calves. That's what we do. I got to be a goat. The animal kingdom is has more order and more control about how to be sustainable than we do. Because we don't have a plan. We just think we plan. We think we have a plan. We think because someone puts a plan ahead of us that we have a plan. Now, the majority of us have no plan, have no clue where we're going. We think we do. We don't. We do the same thing. Half of us, we drive our cars until it goes to empty because we're, one, either too lazy, or two, we're broke. And three, we're just pushing our luck because, oh, I'll get it next time. We procrastination. I'll get it next time. And then, hey, can you give me a ride? I, I need to get a gas tank so I can fill my tank. Because that's what we do. Humans push the limits and boundaries of things. That's what we like to do because that's who we are. We're mischievous little people. You know, and we like to fight. And we like to be angry. We like to blame everybody else for our problems. We love to blame the other country. We love to blame, blame. And quite frankly, sometimes we have to point the finger at someone because they're doing us harm. And we have to put up our dukes and get ready to fight because you know what? If we don't fight, someone's going to fight us. Unfortunately, the sad part is why did we get to that point to begin with? That's what nobody ever asked. Nobody ever asked, how did we get to the fight? How did we get to this fighting moment in life? How did we get to war? How did we get to destruction? How did we get? Because we don't have vision. Our leadership has a vision for us. What they would like to see the world transmute and change into. So they can have control of us. But the average people, no, we don't have vision. We do the same thing every day. And we complain. And we send videos to one another. Oh, look, this guy. Oh, look, the pandemic. Oh, look, this, this. Oh, look at that. Okay, so it happened. What are we going to do? Are you part of the solution, part of the problem? What are you going to do? You know? Half the time, people don't even know what to do. Because, number one, they've never been in that situation. And they don't know what to do because they had never had that situation happen. But they go by what they did with that thing or that thing. And they try to apply it to this thing. And it don't work. It don't work. It doesn't work. So what's your plan? What's what's the next five years look for you? What's it look like? What's the next hour look like? What's the next day look like? Sure, live in the moment, be in the moment. I got it. I get it. But you have to have foresight. You have to have foresight to know where I would like to be, how I would like to see the world. And when I see the world, my world, me. How would I like to integrate into the world? How would I like to share to the world the things that I do? 
Let's see who's on here with me. I can't really see them, but anyhow. You know, whoever's on high. <laughs> but you know what? This is what we're lacking in this world. Knowing where we're going to be. How we're going to be. What we're going to be. What should I be? Some of us are still trying to figure out what we're going to do in our life. But that's always evolving, right? That's always that way. What do I want to do with my life? Now that I'm here, there, where, wherever, if I'm retired. What's that mean? It means you're just done doing the things for other people. Now it's time to do things for you. You've spent 40 years appeasing the gods of industry. So you can have, hopefully... I hate to say it, you ain't going to have 40 years of life like that because it just doesn't work that way. You know? I know I sound crazy right now, but you know what? Sometimes you get these aha moments and you're like, well, I got to share this. I got to share this because you know what? I saw this other video and it just proves to me when we want to make a choice, now, is, did it really happen? I don't know. It may have. But I watched this video and I'm going, these people made a choice in that moment in time. But yet, they made a moment in time. Why couldn't they carry that into the next moment? So I'm watching this video. It's a, it's a, it's a, it might be from a movie. I don't know. But there's this scene of a World War I video. And everybody's in the foxholes. And then all of a sudden, this one guy comes up with his hands. I think he was maybe a British or American soldier. Comes up, you know. And then the German guys are like, oh, God. They're getting ready to fire on him. And one guy runs like, hey, don't shoot, don't shoot. Because he's got his hands up. And so the guy comes up. And the other guy comes up. They come. They walk to the middle. They look at each other. And they both realize in that moment. In that moment, they both realize, oh, my God. You and I are young kids. Uh, we're boys. We're humans. We're men. Uh, it's Christmas. You know, this is the theme was about Christmas. And so they wave to all their friends. You can see everybody coming out of the foxholes. And then, you know what? On this front, this war front, they take a break and just they're cordial to each other. And they have fun. They, they make coffee. They play sports. They play soccer, actually. And they're, they're, they're just laughing and giggling. They don't even speak the languages, if they do, very little. But yet the commonality was that they were humans first, that they were not men, they were not soldiers, that they were human beings, that they were the same, that they were all my relations, that they were no different than the other. The only thing that was different that separated them was language, Territory, beliefs, and orders from above, whoever gives the orders. And, you know, and that bliss is going on for short, this short period of time in the video. And then all of a sudden, you hear gunfire, and you hear shouting and screaming, and everybody scurries back to their foxholes. The one kid puts his hand in his pocket, 
the soldier, the American soldier or, or British soldier had slipped in a chocolate, a chocolate candy bar for the guy. And the other guy ended up grabbing the wrong lunch box of the guy. And it looked kind of like a MRE or some kind of like, a, it almost looked like a Pop-Tart or like a biscuit or something. And they pan to each, each foxhole and they, they both smile. But the reality was, and that because the reality was before, when they're in that moment, they were like little kids. They were back to their youth. And they had a moment to enjoy something that was very powerful. And just in that moment. And then it all started again. The war began again. And I was crying. I was in tears. I was crying because I was just like, how many wars Gotta give me a second here. Because this is just really hard. Because here are young men, young human beings, for one reason or another. You know, for one reason or another, they thought that they had to do what they had to do. And, you know, I was just totally heartbroken watching that video. What would they have done if they would have said no and not gone back into their foxholes and fought each other? What if they said, you know what, no. What if they said no? What if these young men who are fighting old men's wars, because that's what, we, that's what our kids do. Our young kids fight old men's wars. It doesn't matter what administration, what government. It's the young people that fight. It's the younger generation. The next generation fights for sustainability from the, or the idea that we have to go to war at all, period. I mean, I'm not trying to pick sides or whatever. I'm just, just war in general is stupid. I mean, I'm talking about way back in the beginning, way in the beginning of, of man's conquest for domination over other men. Just the sheer, in this video, when I watched this video, I was like, you know, in that moment, they could all just say, you know what, we're not going to shoot, and we're not going to fire one, one rifle. But they had a moment to be human. They had a moment to play. They had a moment to have fun before they knew they had to go back because they would face consequences of the systems that manipulate them and control them on either side. You'd be shot or court-martialed or whatever, right? Because grown-ass men, old men, think that we have to go and manipulate and destroy someone else's world because they don't comply or they're doing this or that. I mean, everybody has the reasons why they do whatever they do. 
Russia has its reasons. Ukraine is, has to defend itself because of this. We go into the Middle East. We bomb the shit out of Iraq and kill innocent people. We go to Hiroshima and Nagasaki and, you know, and we kill all, you know, uh, innocent people because we want to end a war. But the war actually ended someplace else because. And then vice versa, the Japanese think they have to go to Pearl Harbor. And, you know, it just doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Because we have piss poor leaders who don't know what the plan is. And if they do have a plan, it's a bigger plan that we can't even fathom. And I sit here sometimes and I go, you know, don't they see that it doesn't work? Yeah, it may look like it works in, in, the, in the interim. In the interim, it may work. But you know what? It doesn't work. It doesn't really solve anything. You have Israel has a wall around its borders, you know, not just a little wall. It's a big wall to keep the Palestinians out. Why? Well, because they need to defend themselves. Why do you need to defend yourself? These are the questions some people don't ask, you know. Same thing with indigenous people in this country or any part of the world where monarchies and kings and queens thought it was okay to oppress and take over and take their natural resources because they knew they couldn't fight. Listen, I have said this before in other shows. If people can think they can take a disease like smallpox and put it into a society knowing that that would kill the majority of the people and then they don't have to fight so many people. That's called planning. Okay, that's called vision. That's called someone projecting into the future what they see. Now, all of us who are here, yeah, well, we're here. and There's not much we can do about it. But we need to honor and remember these people. It's, it's, it's Latin, Hispanic, Latino month, I guess. So they're trying to concentrate our history into 30 days or 31 days, whatever every days are in this month, you know, and try to make that, you know, you don't see Caucasian month. I don't know. I've never seen Caucasian month, white people month, because it's every day, right? But my point is this, you know, every, every, every chance that man gets to oppress another person, they do. They do. And they will. And so this earth blows up. You can go to countries that have caste systems. And you know what? I don't even know how they can tell who's who. Just because the way they dress or the way they look. Or the way they sound or the way they talk. I don't know. I don't know enough to give my opinion on that. But I'm just curious how that works. But maybe someone can fill me in sometime. But aren't we just human beings trying to survive on this planet trying to make it work are we not are we not people who strive to be loved and cared by the people we love and we want to love and care them you know i surround myself with these books i've read some of them some of them i haven't 
Some of them I, I hope to read. Some people have gifted me. And, you know, these are people's minds and ideas written on paper, how to make the world a better place, how to create ceremonies and how to create, you know, ideas. You know? Look like this book right here. Pull this out real quick. All right. Where the wild things are. You know? I read this book as a kid. I remember this story. This is one of the stories that was read to me as a younger person. The night Max wore his wolf suit, it made mischief of one kind. And another. His mother called him. Wild thing! And Max said, I'll eat you up. And so he was sent to bed without eating anything. That very night, Max room, a forest grew. Did you see his face? <laughs> and grew. And grew until the ceilings hung with vines and the walls became the world all around. And the ocean tumbled with private boats for Max, and he sailed off through the night and day. And out of the weeks and almost over a year to where the wild things are. And when he came to the place where the wild things are, they roared their terrible roar, and gashed their terrible teeth, and rolled their terrible eyes, and showed their terrible claws. Till Max said, Be still! and tamed them with magic trick. Staring to all their yellow eyes without blinking once, they were all frightened, and called him the most wild thing of all, and made him king of all the wild things. And now, cried Max, let the wild rumpus start. And they all danced the wild rumpus. They hung from trees, they played, they carried him on his back. Now stop, Max said, and sent the wild things off to bed. Without their supper, and Max, the king of all, wild thing was lonely and wanted to be somewhere where someone loved him best of all. You see the pattern here? Then all around, from far away across the world, he smelled good things to eat. So he gave up being king where the wild things are. But the wild things cried, oh, please don't go. We'll eat you up. We'll love you so. And Max said, no. The wild things roar, their terrible roars and gnashed, their terrible teeth and roar, their terrible eyes and showed their terrible claws. But Max stepped into a private boat and waved goodbye and sailed back over a year and out of weeks through a day. And into the night of his very own room, where he found his supper waiting for him. And it was still hot. Where the wild things are. (sighs) 
So there's a lot in that story. There's a lot to that story. You know, we think we want something to be a certain way. We didn't really plan it out. We just kind of wanted it, but we didn't really plan. We didn't execute it properly. We became king of the monsters, but that, that wasn't really what we wanted. And they made us king of the monsters. Then we had to make these terrible decisions. You know? He even sent the monsters to bed without supper, too. Patterns of recognition. He implemented what was done to him. And this goes on through generations and generations and people after people. All this stuff happens. This is a powerful book for me because, you know, it's... it's it, it's about using our imagination and escaping and, and finding the realities of life when life becomes difficult. When even the smallest things trigger us, we become, you know, rebellious. We become, you know, indifferent. So what are our plans? What shall we do? What can we do? What do we want to do? Some of you will take this message and run with it. And some of you will be like, click next person. And that's okay. Some of you will be like in contemplation about it and go, that's interesting that you brought that up. Some of you will challenge me, which I hope so. Because that's, we love to be challenged. We love to be, you know, ask questions about why we think the way we do. And some of you would just believe enough and say, I'm going to change. I'm going to, I, I, I have control. Of what happens to me, even when it looks like I don't have control of what happens to me. Max made the decision. He no longer wanted to be king. He no longer wanted to be the oppressor or be oppressed or oppress others. <clears throat> and he learned it was time to move forward and to be appreciative of the small little things and the things that we think sometimes are so bad that they're really not that bad. And to love and to remember that somebody loves us. Somebody cared about us. And then we search for love in all the wrong places. We, we search for things with the wrong crowd. We search for things joining the army, joining a fraternity, a sorority, joining the Eagles Club, the Knights of Columbus, joining a church, joining... We, we become part of these in, institutions and then we lose ourselves within it because we think by being part of it, we can make it better. But it's already written. It's already designed for you to hear their belief system and carry it forward. It's not there for you to make it different or change. Christianity and all these other things and, and religious orders, they don't change for you. They help you. They help you see the world in a different way. And embrace things and have faith in things that maybe you didn't have before. It's just like our governments. They create the system. We vote. We, we, we elect officials. We hope the officials make the right decisions for us. But yet we sit sometimes and complain because they made the wrong decisions. And we just let it slide. And we don't fight it. You know, it's like when Latin, Latinos just want Latino events. 
they want to segregate themselves from the you know the general public, which I guess I get. Well, then what's the point of us integrating and becoming people and sharing our culture? When others come into our sphere, our life, it's to share. It's to be connected, all my relations, and to say, this is who I am. This is part of me. This is history of me. This is not me. I am part of it. I am the descendant of it. I am proven, yes. I'm also part of this culture, part of this American culture. I've integrated. I've learned to be American. I've learned to be Peruvian. I learned to <clears throat> Peru and United States of America combine them and make them into what is good for me, what is good for my family, sharing my history, sharing my culture, embracing other cultures and learning from them. So what's the plan? The plan is to never stop learning, to always evolve and to continue moving forward. Because the moment we stop is the moment we become stagnant. And it's the moment where we look or stop looking in the mirror. And we look at external things and blame them for where we're at. If you're unemployed, okay, you're unemployed. You need to go find another job. You need to find another situation that will benefit you and help you or your family. You can stay in the energy where, you know, they wronged me or they did me wrong. Or you can go, I'm moving forward. That's over. That's done. Let's move on. It's like a breakup. It's like you breaking up with your girlfriend, right? Or boyfriend. Or significant others, you know? You, you hang on to the little things that you remember. All the memories you create with that. And that's the thing that keeps you kind of glued for a while. But eventually you have to honor that that was that moment in time and just move into the new energy and create new friendships and awareness and love with others so you could be one with them, so you can enjoy them. The world is huge. There's 8 billion people. There's no reason you don't have a friend. There's no reason why you can't connect with somebody. The excuse is you choose not to connect or you're not capable to, capable of connecting because of the thinking that you've created for yourself. There's 8 billion people with 8 billion dreams and desires and goals and rituals and ceremonies and belief systems. We're doing the best we can to get along. We're doing the best we can to understand. But what in the, if in the end, nothing really mattered that no matter, even if you believed in an all supreme God and yet nothing really matters because in the end, you're dead, you're gone. You moved into whatever next indoctrination is into your belief system. You know, you either go to heaven, you go to hell, where you, you know, wherever you go, you're reincarnated. You move into the next indoctrination. You just keep moving through the energy. The energy that you reside in, in the physical plane, usually carries into the world, into this world. So if you believe you're going to hell, it's a possibility you will create a hell of some sort in the afterlife or the new creation as you're moving into doing whatever happens. Listen, I've talked to a lot of people over the years and I have made readings and I have done 
my house cleaners and I have moved energy. But you know what? And I've had experiences where ghosts and things have appeared, but still I don't know what happens on the other side. I still don't understand. I still don't get it all. Because my ego goes, you're going to be there one day. You're going to be on the other side. There will be one day where you will stop breathing. There will be one day where you won't take your last breath. And you will look to wherever you look. And you will say, did I live the life I wanted to live? There's no blaming anybody else. There's no pointing fingers because you take your last breath. And you will know if you made the proper decisions for the life that you wanted to live. If you choose to be where you're at, I can't stop you. Nobody can stop you. If you choose not to do a damn thing, I can't stop you. No one's going to stop you. But don't be that person who complains and, you know, it says, well, that person, you know, that doesn't work anymore. You, you know, you can blame your mom, your dad, the person who hurt you, the person who violated you, the person who tried to kill you, the per- whatever. You still can live. You can still make decisions to move forward. If you choose not to move forward, then those are your personal goals and decisions why you're not moving forward. Yeah, it's going to take work. Yeah, it's going to take time. Yeah, you're going to have to do some things. You're going to take some action. You definitely got to do the work. But these are steps to get you where you need to be. And if you want to do better, then you need people in your life who are going to say, hey, man, who are going to encourage you? Keep going, man. I know it's not easy. I know it's hard. You know, but you can do it. Just don't stop. You're going to feel like quitting sometimes. You're going to feel like saying, I give up and I'm done. But you know what? That's too easy. That's the easy way out. Take a break. Relax. Sometimes you might have to do that. Yeah, I get that. I'm the same way. But we all have our, every, every, everything that we're in, every, every life situation, every circumstance that is around us, we've created. We've helped create. We teach people how to treat us. We teach everybody how to engage us. We teach people how to trigger us. People do the same to us. They trigger us. They say things. People know exactly what to say to you to piss you off. People know exactly what to say when they need you and they want to hug you and hold you. People know when to be kind. People know how to be kind when they want to be kind. People know how to be assholes when they want to be assholes. People know how to deflect people and push people away when they don't like or they resonate with. Because like energies attract. And if an energy doesn't attract, you're going to push them away. You're going to find an excuse. You're going to walk the other way. You see a homeless person on the road, what do you do? You either say hi or you keep moving forward. You go like this. Or if someone comes up to you, hey, do you have a penny to share? you have a dollar to share with me? Get the fuck out of here. Man. I've seen people do that. The choice is still yours. They made their choices. They're just going through the action. They're going through the motions. You know, they know it's a numbers game. If I ask enough people, someone's going to give me something. It's the same way in your life. If you keep asking and you and you keep honoring and receiving, you're going to get more abundance in your life. You're going to. It's a numbers game. It doesn't matter what you do. If you're a multi-level marketing, you got to ask a thousand people before five people stick. But most people quit because you know why they quit? Because they're afraid of rejection. Nobody wants to be rejected. The human ego is so fragile, men and women, that nobody wants to be rejected. You know, we get excuses, you know, why we can't move forward. Why our generation, why our people can't move forward. Why my family can't move forward because that person oppresses me or that. You know what, that's that's hogwash, man. That's that old programming. That's that old 
Let's keep them down mentality. Let's keep them where they need to be. No, no, no. If, if we stood up and we said, hey, you know what? We want to be part of this group. We want to be, we want to be part of the world. We want to be part of humanity. I don't want to say white, black, Chinese, you know, Asian, you know, Japanese, Peruvian, Chilean. It doesn't matter. I never said it. I say human. I want to be part of humanity. How do I integrate? Because here's the problem. Not everybody's going to integrate because not everybody's wounded. We're all a bunch of little kids, all pissed off, all wounded, all messed up because our ancestors made poor ass decisions and they're going to keep making poor ass decisions. We're going to keep doing the same stupid things until we fix that. We're going to have the same problems. And that's why it starts with you. That's why it starts with each individual person, each individual pen stroke, each individual brush stroke, each individual punch of the key. Listen, it's easy to be an asshole. It's really easy to be mean. And it's very, very difficult for some people to be kind. But it's just as easy to be loving and caring as it is to be a person who pushes people away. Yeah, you got some creepers. I get that. I understand that because that's the way life is. Not everybody is functionally there. I get that. They function in their own worlds. But the vast majority of people know how to be good and know how to be bad and know how when to use it and how to use it and how to defend themselves with it. Now, the question is, how much do we buy into? How much do you want to buy into? Is it worth buying into? Because when you buy into it, a part of you believes it. A part of you integrates it. And when you integrate it, it becomes part of your practice of your daily routine. What pieces and parts do you need to remove from your humanity that don't benefit the rest of humanity or yourself to do better? These are things you have to ask yourself. What is your plan? Listen, if you can't pay the rent, then you got to figure out how to pay the rent, right? Because if you don't pay the rent, they're going to kick you out. There's a limit to everybody's kindness. You know, if you don't pay your car payment, they're going to take your car. You got to figure out how you got to make your payment. You know, if somebody doesn't love you, you can't make them love you because you have to love yourself first. And when you find love within your the aspects of your life, you'll find out that you were never in love with that person to begin with, that you were actually more in love with yourself, but you gave yourself away in order for that person to feel the love that you feel about you so they can feel what it feels like to be loved by you. That when two people find that they love each other and come together and are able to integrate each other's spirit and soul, then all kinds of good stuff can happen. All right, guys. Life decisions. Every day, do the work. It's good to be here. Remember, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. My gosh. Those words are powerful words. It's good for us to be here. Why is it good for us to be here? Because we are here. Because we have been endowed with a sacred gift of life. Not to be wasted on stupidity and stuff. It's not about things. It's about how we love ourselves and how we love others and how we invite others to love us back. 
and vice versa. That's why it's good to be here because the universe opens up this huge spiral of love and understanding that you want to receive the best pieces of parts of the world and understand that there's going to be junk sometimes that falls on top of your head. And how long you stay in the junk is up to you. That's why it's good to be here. And it will always be to be, be good to be here. Is bueno estar aquí. I'm grateful. Me personally. Now I speak by myself. When I wake up in the morning. I'm grateful. I get thanks. Because you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when it ends. My ego doesn't want to know. My ego knows. My spirit and soul knows the day I'm departing. It has it just has its knowing. My ego says we don't need to know. I don't want you to know. I want you to live life. I want you to enjoy life. I want you to rewrite those stories and make it better for you. Right? It's good to be here. Matakuyasen, Ho'oponopono. What is above is below. God bless you. You know, I love you. Thank you. God bless all that stuff. You know, whatever you resonate with, share it. But don't damn anybody because they don't want to follow in your footsteps. Because they'll follow as long as you walk and take the steps and they see the betterment of you. Nobody ever follows somebody when they don't see the betterment. And the thing is, you have to decide if that's the path you would like to choose. Because sometimes it looks good until you get in it. And when you're in it, you have to make the decision, do I keep walking this path or not? I'm Iggy Garcia, Iggy Garcia Live, IggyGarcia.com. I'm on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Just check me out. Go to my website. You can see all the events that I have. So subscribe to my YouTube page. Stay in touch with me. Let me know if you like this episode. Let me know this video. And I will see you guys next time. Be well. And you know what? From there, let's just make this a better world. Let's make this a better place for all of us to enjoy. Right. Take care. It's good to be here. And I will see you next time as we move into better energies, as we move into the fall, move into this into this winter. It's going to be cold, but there's going to be a lot of sports. I love sports. Why I love sports? Because I love champions. I love winners. And then you know what? And it means you have to work harder if you want to beat the winners. And if you want to be the winner, you have to work harder because someone's always going to knock, try to knock you off. All right. Take care, guys. Love you.